Let God celebrate you. Remind yourself that God is watching. Soon as the devil comes and goes, hey, you overlooked. You're like, no, I wasn't. God was watching. Oh, look. Look what happened. They got it. You didn't get it. You're like, that's all right. Because they may have got that, but what I'm getting is going to be much bigger. Because every time that man overlooks what I've done, God is watching. Welcome to Living Word, growing a family that experiences every promise of God. You're listening to another life-changing word from Pastor Scott Anderson. For more information, visit our website at livingwordonline.com. Give a big hand clap to those that are watching us on podcast, vidcast, out in the parking lot, wherever you might be. Big honk out there if you got one. I love it so much. Glad we got that fixed again. And don't forget about our daily Bible study, me and my brother do, Monday through Friday. It's about 10 minutes. It's designed to give you a scripture for your day. We pray over your day. But really just get you encouraged and built up so that this can be another amazing, incredible week in your life. Uh, so a husband and wife been married for some time, and the wife develops something on her, her face, just, and, and so they go to doctor, a doctor, finally they had to go to a plastic surgeon, plastic surgeon said, what we're going to have to do is do a skin graft, he said, the problem is, is that we can't, there's not enough skin on your body to be able to do it, but your husband, we could, I believe that he might be a match, and so they decided to test it, and found out he was a match, and the do, the doctor said, he said, well, here's the thing. Uh, the only place that really will give us enough skin is going to be on your tush. And so, uh, and we have to let you know ahead of time, this is going to be a very painful process. It's going to take a minimum of three months before you're out of pain. It's going to take a total of six months until uh, you're all the way uh, through this whole thing. Are you willing to do that? The husband smiled and said, for my wife, anything, of course, I'll do that. And sure enough, it was a very painful process, and it was excruciating for three months of sitting down and everything that he did. And finally, at the six-month marker, everything was fine, and his wife came up to him and kind of gave him a hug and said, sweetie, I, I, I don't even know. How, how can I possibly thank you for what you did? The face is looking so beautiful and so amazing. And the husband smiled and said, you know what? I get all the thanks I need every time I see your mom kiss you on the cheek. <laughs> Come on, who's ready for the word today? Anybody out there? Open up your Bibles to Matthew 6. We're in our series. <laughs> we're in our series called Be an Influencer. That you and I, we were designed to influence. Not the way the world influences, because their top influencers are all about building themselves up. But the Bible talks about that it's not about me building me up, but it's about me building Christ up, building God up. It's not about what I do, but it's what God is doing through me in my life. And as I begin to give God the credit in the world around me, I make God look big. I make God look large and in charge. Is it because God's got an ego and needs to be fed? No, because God simply put, wants a saved world. He wants a world that comes to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And the only way that can happen is that the world around each and every one of us has to see a big God, a miracle-working God, a come-through God, a God who does incredible things in us, through us, and our lives. we got to be like David that says, help me exalt God. Help me make God look big to this world. Help me let everyone around me know that I serve an amazing God. And that's our 
challenged in this life. And I've been challenging you to kind of start off and begin to give God credit for the things that are happening in your life. Well, you know, Pastor, this is, I, this, this is my skill. No, no, God gave you the skill. The skill you have was given to you by God. Give God the credit instead of I did and I won and I was. God, thank you. God did this. That's because of God's favor on my life. And you get in this habit. I was over at mom's and dad's house this week, and mom's been doing a lot of new decorating all over the house. And she's showing me all the, the decorations and the table this way, and I put this. And we get over to some curtains. She got new curtains up, and the color is amazing. And I said, Mama, you, you have got an amazing gift with uh, color and, and, and making things look really good. And she, without even missing a beat, she goes, oh, no, no, it's not me. It's God. And I went, really, even decoration of your house my mom is in a habit of saying, it's not me. I have no decoration skill, but it's Christ working through me. And this is what we're talking about, is giving God the credit around you in the world you are. I thought about even some of you young adults uh, in high school, and maybe you play in, in the sports team, and, and the coach comes up and says, man, you did great. Wouldn't it be something to go, yeah, no, God was working. God did it. it was, it's God that, that worked tonight. And you're like, well, that's hard. I'm just saying you have to do it in front of your friends. Let's not take that big a step maybe just yet, but in front of the coach to give God the credit in that. And maybe your aspirations is to go on to go into college. I'm telling you this, having God working through your gifts and talents will take you a lot further than you working through your gifts and your talents on your own. Come on, somebody out there. Give God the credit. I made that sale. No, God brought you the sale gave you the right words to say, and God doesn't need the credit to be ego. God needs the credit to make a difference in this world. That's our job. Matthew uh, 5 has been our, space, uh, our staple scripture. It says, be the salt of this earth. Be a light. Let God's goodness shine through me to everyone that is around me. I'm salty. Somebody say it. I'm salty. I am salty wherever I go. I salt up. I enhance I flavor this place up. Wherever I go, I bring an amazing flavor into that. That's what we're called to do. Today's uh, topic or today's teaching came out of uh, a visit to the mall. As we were walking around the mall, I had four separate families that were walking around or by, and kids were talking to their parents, mom or dad, and say, watch me, dad. Mama, mama, check this out. Mama, watch, watch, watch this. Mama, look at this. Dad, look at that. They were looking for mom and dad to look at what they were doing and, and trying to be acknowledged and, and, and trying try to, 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 to be seen. And it got me thinking that our culture of our society is the same as it was when we were three, four, five, six years old for many people in the world that we look, live around. It's look at me and look at what I've done, right? On Facebook, look what I got. Oh, look, look at how cool this is. Look at what I did. Look what I, look what I ate. Like we all care about what you ate. Look at how good. Look at my food. Oh, my God, so exciting. I got a meal. Right? Well, I get three a day. Okay, good for you. And, and we... But in the social media world that we live in, right, if anything, it has elevated it to a new high where everything is is look at my life. I want to be acknowledged. I want people to see me. But I want you to notice, and I want to show you today, that you're trying to get a world that will not see you to see you. But instead, live a life 
of letting God see the great things that are going through in your world. It's not about you seeing me, because while I'm trying to get you to see me, you're trying to get me to see you, and nobody's seeing anybody. But when I stop getting stressed out and worried and anxious about the world seeing me, I open up the door for God to see me and to reward me. Here in Matthew uh, 6, we see Jesus talking about this exact thing. He says, be careful not to practice your good things that you're doing, your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. He says this, he says, all right, if your goal is for everybody out here to see you, and you can do that, that's all right. He says, you're exchanging the reward that God has for you because God has set up certain rewards in this life. When I follow the Bible and I'm doing the right things for the right reasons and I'm going forth and I'm faithful and I'm loving and I'm caring, I'm doing these things in my world. When it's just for you all to see me, he says, there's your reward. But if you want a bigger reward, how many people know that God's reward is bigger than man's reward? He says, if you want God's reward... Yeah, you can clap there. You can honk there if you want. Come on, somebody. Well, if you want God's reward, then stop being concerned and worried about man's reward, about what man's going to get you. And so we, we continue on with, with that. So when you give to the needy, do not, and then we see the word give there, and we go, oh, he's talking about money. No, that's just the vehicle he's talking about. He's not talking about money. He's talking about the motive behind what you're doing. Well, the heart behind it. Why are you doing that? Are you doing it so everybody thinks how cool you are? Or are you doing it really just to make a difference? Are you doing it to be an impact? Are you doing it to exalt God, to make God look bigger? But if you're doing it just to announce it with, with your trumpets, as the hypocrites do in the synagogue and on the streets, to be honored by others, truly I tell you, they have received the reward in full. You've gotten all you are, but when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And what I'm saying today, if you're in this room and you're like me, and oftentimes in my 52 years, you got overlooked and, and, and you were unnoticed, and a lot of us, maybe parents out there, single moms, it feels like you're taken for granted. You got to get a little excited about this message because you got to just remind yourself that though nobody notices me out here, my God is noticing me up there. And that's all that I need in this lifetime. I got to stop getting stressed out, worried and anxious because nobody's seen me. Nobody takes notice of me. Nobody saw what I did in the office. Nobody saw, saw all the things that I'm doing in the home. The kid, no, none of, no one in the family is noticing everything that I do, right? And we get ourselves worked up trying to get noticed in a system that will not notice us, in a system that will never recognize the great things. But rather than getting down, because the enemy wants you to get down, wants you to get your attitude, and why even try anymore, and why should I even, right? We have to remind ourselves that you all are not our rewarder. God is my rewarder, and God is watching. Come on, somebody out there. How many people know God is watching? It's a broke system. It doesn't work. No matter how hard you try, you worked harder than anybody else. You got overlooked for the, the promotion. You got overlooked for this. And uh, you're, you're so good to everybody in the high school. And yet you didn't get invited to the party. You didn't get invited to do the thing. And, right, and we get ourselves all worked up on things that just don't really matter, realizing that God's reward is bigger. Lincoln was a sophomore, uh, and he had wrestled that season. And we were at the end, and we did the awards banquet. And, 
And somewhere towards the end of the awards banquet, the coach uh, had the Toro Award for the Mountain View Toros. And this award goes to those that didn't miss a single practice. And it was this glorious, amazing trophy. Oh, my gosh. And you sit there, and they come up there. And even me as a dad sitting out there, I'm like, well, I wish Lincoln would have made it to all the prizes. Like, you know what I'm saying? You're kind of like, oh, yeah. You know? And so as we were driving home that night, Lincoln said, he goes, I'm going to get that trophy next year. And it kind of gets you excited as a father. You're like, oh, I'd love to see that in your son. And sure enough, when season started, he was determined, right? He wouldn't miss a single practice. We go to Disneyland for our yearly trip, and he's like, Dad, I can't go. I'm not, I can't miss two days of practice. I got to get that, 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 that award. I'm, I'm going to stay. If I can, can I stay home? So we let him stay home from Disneyland. He got the flu uh, at one point during the season. And so he had a doctor's note. He got to miss school, but he still went in for wrestling practice, sat in the wrestling room, sick, could hardly move, but he had showed up for every single practice. We get to the award banquet, and we're excited talking throughout the day, and on the way, Lincoln's excited. He's going to get the Toro Award tonight, and we sit all the way through the, all through the award, and, and the coach gets up and gives the Toro Award to the kids that didn't miss any practice. A name was called, and a name was called, but Lincoln's name was not called. No, no award. So after the award ceremony, I kind of grabbed the coach, and I said, hey, uh, did you, you know, Lincoln didn't get the, you know, he didn't miss practice. And coach goes, yeah, I think he missed a practice. I said, well, when? Because I, 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 I believe he didn't miss any. He's like, I don't know. I didn't really. He's like, but I think I remember that he didn't make a practice. I go, he missed Disneyland. He came in sick. He didn't miss a single practice. Coach goes, yeah, I, th I think he did. So when I made bail... Are you kidding me? You're absolutely kidding me? This is what we do? So I did this. I got, I did, this week I went and got Lincoln a super, I don't know if Lincoln, are you in there? Are you running problems? Are you in here? Where do you go? I don't know where he's at. He's missing his trophy. I got him a trophy for, come on, for, for never missing. I got him a super cool, awesome trophy. Because I want you to realize that what man didn't see, his father saw. And his father is the rewarder in this lifetime. <laughs> Peyton had the same thing. My son Peyton. Oh, my gosh. Seventh and eighth grade. He, he lost a total of one match in seventh grade by two points. Ended up taking third in seventh grade. In his eighth grade year, he won every match. He moved up a weight class to help the team because he could win in this weight class and wrestle the heavier kids. He also could win in that weight class to help another kid to, to, so that we could win as, as a school. We won that year. He went undefeated, took first place. At the award ceremony, the coach gave eight trophies out to 12 kids. No. <laughs> you got, you know the story, right? You <laughs> get that trophy. No, Peyton at the award ceremony, they give out eight trophies. There's 12 kids on there. Peyton didn't get a trophy, not a single trophy. One of the, the best wrestlers they've had at the thing. And I didn't get you a trophy either day, Dave, but that's all right. <laughs> Because God's going to be your rewarder, amen? But if you're in a system, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm giving you some examples that we live in a broken system. 
a system that isn't ever going to reward us for living right, right? The world system doesn't go, oh my gosh, your contentment is amazing, man. Wow. I just noticed, man, your contentment is gains, brother. Your peace is off the hook. You see his joy? It's unbelievable on his joy. The world doesn't look at the things that really bring a great life and give us a reward. You're right? You get a big hand clap and, and people get excited because you got the new car that you could not afford. Right? But no one came up and said, hey, your self-control and your saving the money and budgeting is really awesome, man. Come on, give him a hand clap. That's awesome. Great job. Nobody rewards the things of right living. We reward the things, right? They'll all get around and pitter-pat and hug and feel bad for the person that's spewing a bunch of garbage about somebody else, and we feel so sorry and, and lift them up. But the person that forgave and had mercy and had grace and let it go and talk good about them, there doesn't seem to be a, a reward system on earth, but I'm telling you today that God's reward is bigger than the man's reward that he's going to offer you. Stop getting concerned about how the world... Is treating you. Oh my God, we live in like, the, it's so broken. I was, I, was, I was thinking about all the different awards that the world gives. Woman of the Year was won by a man. Come on, somebody out there. Tell me that's not the craziest thing you've ever heard in your life. And one, I have to say, ladies, you got to bring up a better game. <laughs> if we're beating you in Woman of the Year, you, you need to step some things up a little bit in this life. And I got to think of, all of the women in the world that were more deserving of woman of the year, right? All the women, the doctors, the nurses, the scientists that have done all the, the missionaries, right? Kristen Kane, who's working so hard in sex trafficking. She's not a higher up on the list. Dodie Osting, who's given her entire life to make a difference and get people saved and to touch this entire... She's not on, on, uh, somehow on our list. Dr. Marina Anderson somehow didn't... The hundreds of thousands of lives... And then I look around here at all the ladies and the thousands that are watching this online, and I'm like, really? Not, I mean, these ladies do more in this week than maybe the man or woman of the year done in a lifetime. Right? You've you got all of the people all around us that are doing all of these amazing things. And, right? I, th I think about it in the Living Word Bible Church. You're right? you got Diana Poole and Cynthia Lofton who go out every week and minister to people that are out on the streets out there. Right? You, 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 you've got all... I, 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 it's amazing how many la ladies out here, Michelle Anderson, who's working in with all of the, uh, the, the, the prisons and the ministries out there week after week, Angie Piori, who's given and dedicated her entire life here to Living Word Bible Church and to building up. You've got these ladies in this house who are more qualified to beat a man out for the woman of the year, but the woman, uh, what does the world do? You, keep, you can go all the way through all the people that won the person of the year. Really? The person of the year, Joel Osteen hasn't won that. T.D. Jakes hasn't, hasn't won that. Billy Graham didn't get the person of the year. You look at year after year who they reward for this thing, right? Mark King, come on, somebody out there. The guy who brought the Chalupa to America does not get a reward. Oh, there's a broken system in this life. 
Don't even get me talking about People Magazine Sexiest Man of the Year. 52 years on this earth, I haven't got one nomination. <laughs> if that ain't broken, I don't know what is broken in this world. But that's all right, because God recognizes my hotness. God is the one that recognizes how hot I is. I don't need some man reward to know how hot I am. Come on, somebody out there. We got to stop worrying about and being stressed out about what the world brings. Think about it. The guy who made a fool of himself at the weekend party ended up nude out in the pool somewhere, gets a standing O when he shows up to work, and we get celebrated. But the guy who went home to his wife and his children, who took and played catch with his son and took his daughter to the dance lessons on Saturday, doesn't get any acknowledgement at all. But that's all right. How many people know his reward is coming, and his reward is bigger than a standing O in the thing? The guy who scores at the bar, everybody's like, yeah, high-fiving. But what about the guy for 33 years had been committed to the same woman and no other woman? His reward is much bigger. Come on, somebody out there. His reward is much bigger. Because God's reward is always going to be larger than the world's reward out there. The enemy gets us focused on all of this. Yet we miss out on that. We miss out on that. When we get focused on, I want you to recognize me and I want you to see all the things that I'm doing, Jesus is saying, he says, well, that's your focus. I'm not saying not to do things on Facebook because I think that there's nothing. It's the motive behind it. If your motive is, I saw our, 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 our group that goes out and ministers on the street, and I saw their amazing posts, and it was just to inspire people and say, hey, you too can get involved, and you too can make a difference in, in what we're doing on the street. That's a great post. But when the heart behind your post is to put people down or to lift you up and all the great things you are to make people feel worse about themselves, then that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about, use it. I put pictures of my grandkids and my grandkid and, and family, and those are all good things to do. But what's your heart behind why you're doing it? Is it about lifting me up, or is it about, hey, look at what God has given me. Look what God has blessed me with. Look at the great things that God is working about. I got a new job. Look at the job that God gave me, right? Look, I, I got a new car. Look at the car that God has given me. Been married for 10 years. Look at the wife that God has given me and how God has helped us overcome the mountains and things in this life because everything that we should at least attempt to do is to glorify and make God bigger in our lives. Write these down. Number one, stop performing for man's validation. Stop performing for man. Everything is so centered around, right? Getting the likes. I got to get all the likes, right? I'm trying to get validated by man. How many likes did I get? We follow the clap, right? Where's the clap go? How many people know that where the world claps you to follow? changes day by day. This is what we got to clap for, right? And they lead you right off a cliff is what they're trying to do. I follow what the world says we should be doing. Follow what the high school friends say I should be doing, but not follow what God says I should be doing. I want to follow God's validation. I don't need anybody's likes. I'd, I'd rather have God's like than anybody else's like on this earth. I'd rather have God's validation than any man's validation. And oftentimes the things that we do are things that the world doesn't celebrate, right? They don't celebrate that you, they go, you're going to church on Sunday? Why don't you go to the lake? See, they don't validate, what? You, you're going to go home to your wife? Why don't you come out with us? They celebrate the ones who don't follow the principles of this lifetime that are going to give us a great life. So because of that broken system, 
I don't have to fight for your likes. I just continue to live the life that I'm doing and allow God to shine brightly through me. Number two, number two, God is my rewarder. Got to remind yourself of that because the enemy wants to get you discouraged, right? As parents out there, how many people know that there's not a lot of encouragement when you're running, raising those young ones? Your three-year-old doesn't come up and go, Dad, you working at the job is, means so much to me. Wow. I'm just so impressed in these shoes you got, the toys I got. Oh, I just, it just blows me away what a great dad you are, right? You don't get any, right? Moms, you're driving kids all over, right? And they're like, Mom, we're going to be late. You're like, okay, let me plan my entire day on taking you to soccer practice because that's the most important thing that my day has to offer. I apologize, we're three minutes late, and it's inconvenienced your busy lifestyle, right? My shirt's dirty. God, go wash it. I, right? it's a, there's no acknowledgement out there. But you remind yourself that God is my reward. That if I don't get acknowledged by my home and my family and taken for granted, I got the biggest acknowledgement that's coming up from heaven. And God is the one that's looking. He's watching. When nobody else is watching, people know that God is watching. When nobody else takes, when everybody takes you for granted, God is bringing something special into your world. And so we got to stop getting down and depressed. And nobody sees what I'm doing. Yeah, somebody sees. God sees. And that's the only one that I need to see in my life. Because his seeing brings the best things into my world. Number three, learn to just celebrate yourself. I don't know, right? You know, not front, you don't have to do it in front of others. Look at how awesome I am. No, I'm just saying at the end of the day, I'm like, oh, I owned it as a dad today. No, I did. I, did, I, may, I spent time with the kids. As a husband, oh, I rocked it. I did. I was incredible, right? Learn to celebrate your accomplishments on the inside of you and remind yourself that God is watching. Because number four, number four is let God celebrate you. Let God celebrate you. Remind yourself that God is watching. Soon as the devil comes and goes, hey, you overlooked you're like, no, I wasn't. God was watching. Oh, look. Look what happened. They got it. You didn't get it. You're like, that's all right. Because they may have got that, but what I'm getting is going to be much bigger. Because every time that the man overlooks what I've done, God is watching. My daddy is watching me. Come on, somebody out there. The Lord saw. God saw. He says he saw what you did in secret. And he rewards you in this lifetime. And so my point is for you today, everybody in this building, as you leave today, everything in your life, right, that you wanted to feel down about because you overlooked, get excited about. When you forgave that person that talked bad about you and no one seemed to notice, know that God was watching. When you worked hard and nobody saw how hard you were working and nobody gave you any praise. How many people know that God has got your praise for you? When your daddy left you and abandons you, that's all right. Your father is the father to the fatherless, and he was watching. He was there. He is there, and he's bringing into your world everything that you need. <coughs> God is watching, and he rewards me, and he celebrates me. I do things not for man. I don't do all my right things for man. I don't do it for likes. I do it because it's the right thing to do. And God always finds a way to reward me. Man won't. I told you that. 
They're not going to reward. They give the promotion to the worst person, right? They, they, they give the raise over here. But how many people know that if God's my promoter, I don't need anybody else promoting me on this world? God will take me to a level that man will never take me to. Man may try to hold me down, but you cannot hold down that which God is going to raise up. You cannot hold me back. You cannot limit me. You cannot put me in a corner. You can't put baby in the corner. Come on, somebody out there. God. God is my rewarder. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you don't know where you're going to end up one day when you die, I want to give you that opportunity to get saved. It's simple. It's easy. You don't have to jump through a whole bunch of hoops. You don't have to be perfect. All you have to do is believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins and was raised from the dead. I get it. You're going to make some more mistakes. We all do. But it doesn't take away your salvation. When I believe, I'm saved. Say this prayer with me. Believe it in your heart and you're saved. Dearly Father, I ask you right now, come into my life, be my Lord, and be my Savior. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins and was raised from the dead. In Jesus' name, amen. You're saved. Make sure you get yourself in a church. Be blessed. We'll see you next week.